Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 209. We're talking momentum with Annie Elliott. Annie's been a guest on the show before. She's also attended Business of Design Elite Retreats. So I felt comfortable and safe letting Annie guide me through a kind of a momentum challenge I'm having right now. I don't know, are you guys feeling it too? Like projects are kind of starting and stalling, you know, with every lockdown or COVID situation, we get a little momentum, oh, it's taken away. And I'm finding that a little bit challenging. So I was able to have a conversation with Annie about that on this. Annie's one of those people who will tell you anything. And I know her journey to success wasn't linear, like anyone's journey to success, I suspect. She says it took her years and years to figure out that it was actually her colorful, more whimsical style, maybe more English style that clients really wanted. So rather than playing it safe, which she kind of did at the beginning, she realized when she pulled out those extra special touches that she was worried the client would think were too much. Those were actually the things the clients gravitated towards. So that gave her the courage to be herself, to be more authentic. And now her business really thrives. In fact, she says she loves when someone says to her, I saw a room image in a magazine and I just knew it was you. That is the ultimate compliment. If you're a Business of Design member, first of all, thank you. And second of all, you can look forward to Annie talking about trade day. Actually, it is actually a disagreement. Annie and I are starting off the Members Only podcast with a disagreement about trade day. She would like to do it one way, and I say, nope, that's not the way to do it. You should do it this way. And it's really a fun conversation, and I think we got to the meat of the problem and sorted it all out by the end. So make sure you're getting to those member-only podcasts as well. It's our way of saying thank you so much for supporting Business of Design and the important work we do out there in the world at large. Did you happen to catch episode number 208 with Andrew Cochin of Workshop APD? If you did, you know the host was the fabulous Darcy Heather, an interior design professional from New York City. Darcy did our first mic takeover. Thanks, Darcy. And it was so much fun for me to be able to listen to the podcast, just kick back and take it all in. I must say, Darcy did a phenomenal job as host, prompting Andrew to share generously with all of us. I loved how humble he was, despite what is obviously phenomenal success. I also love that he threw the praise right back at Darcy in terms of setting up their first ever interior design department. I thought that was really lovely. And I was also so happy to hear, Darcy, congratulations that you're working on a project with the same client, the third project for the same client. That is the ultimate testimonial, and that's where we all hope to be. So congratulations. I'm taking away something really important from that episode, which is this. Good work gets good work. I have found that to be absolutely true in my business. Thank you so much, Darcy. Let me tell you about Annie. She says she is a recovering art historian. And that particular period of learning in her life allowed her to develop the style she has now. Annie lives and works in the D.C. area, and she had the ultimate 
experience of being able to work with some of the nation's most beautiful museums. I can't imagine a more exciting or thrilling education. That seems amazing to me. In 2004, armed with a master's degree in art history, she started her interior design coursework at the Corcoran College of Art and Design. Today, interiors by Annie Elliott Design feature an exuberant, I love that word, exuberant mix of antiques, distinctive art, and modern furnishings. Check out our website, AnnieElliottDesign.com, Elliott with two T's. Or you can also find Annie on Instagram at AnnieElliottDesign. Annie's work has appeared in HGTV Magazine, This Old House, The New York Times, The Washington Post, and The Wall Street Journal. I think that's a pretty impressive pedigree. And Annie has a lot of wisdom to share with this group. At the end of the episode, you will hear Annie talk about the fact that she has to have that uncomfortable conversation with clients about a sofa that just doesn't work for the room. I asked Annie if she would follow up with us and let us know what's happening with regards to the sofa. Essentially, the clients bought this relatively new sofa. I'm sure it was expensive. It sounds lovely. It's curved. It's modern. It's Italian, but it doesn't work. And so Annie's had to tell them that it needs to go. And she got back in touch with us and said, the conversation is ongoing, but her clients are now open to moving the sofa somewhere else. I don't know if that means downstairs or toward the other end of the room, but either way, good for Annie. I know those conversations are difficult and you guys inspire me every day to go ahead, be brave and say the thing that needs to be said to my clients, even when it's difficult to do. Thank you all so much for being here. Normally at this time, I would call Cheryl in to make announcements, but you know what? We did record announcements, but there's this strange buzzing through the whole recording. So I'm going to do my best to tell you what we talked about. It is this. We are hosting an everything you want to know about being a BOD boss virtual event on March 24th. That's a Wednesday. We're hosting this virtual event at two times, 1 p.m. and 9 p.m. EST. That way, no matter where you live, you'll be able to come to the event, learn more about what it takes to become a boss, what you can expect to get out of being a boss, and virtually ask any question you want of Team BOD. We're getting lots of good questions about boss membership and great applications as well, so thank you. I guess the number one question we're getting is, am I qualified? How do I know if I'm qualified to become a BOD boss member? Well, first of all, you're going to fill out an application. Everybody's welcome to fill out that application. It's not difficult. It's pretty straightforward. There are a couple of questions we're going to ask, which will help help us determine whether or not you're qualified at this time to become a BOD boss. For example, we're going to ask you if you've completed your Business of Design Professional certification. That involves not only taking the program, the BOD 15-step project management strategy, but completing each of those modules. It takes in total about 20 hours to do that. We'll also be asking questions which will let us know whether or not you've implemented some or all of what you've learned. Now, some of you have been Business of Design members for so long and you've taken the BOD 15 several times by now. You don't need to take it 
again in order to qualify to become a BOD Boss member. We consider you legacy members, so go ahead and fill out the application and we'll know who you are. It's our job as Team BOD to vet those applications and create groups that we know will provide you as a member with your maximum opportunity for growth so you can level up your business. And that leads me to the second most popular question, which is, I'm already a member. I've already gotten a lot out of it. What do I need BOD Boss group membership for? That's a great question. If you're already a member, I can guess, because we've been doing this a long time, that your business has really changed dramatically. You're more profitable. Your systems are running better. Your staff is working more harmoniously. You have a better handle on how to manage your trades and your clients. It's all good. You're also taking a salary. And maybe, let's say, for example, you've been taking home a salary of $75,000 for the last couple of years. At that point, you feel that you're plateaued. What else is there for me? Well, first of all, we want to get you over that $100,000 barrier. Everybody should be earning $100,000 plus as an interior design professional or everybody who wants to. That is a goal that is within reach. And your Business of Design Boss Group is specifically designed to help you get there. Business of Design Boss Group membership is a three-year commitment The fee to participate is $6,000 for the three years. If you're ready to level up, to hit your goals, or even exceed your goals, we will create the structure and the format you need with an intimate group of peers who are ready to join you on this life-changing mission. Apply today. Groups begin in October, which means there's plenty of time to complete your Business of Design certification if you haven't yet done it. And in the meantime, save the date, March 24th, 1 p.m. or 9 p.m. EST. Everything you wanted to know about Business of Design Boss membership will answer all your questions. This truly will be a life-changing journey. Apply today it for announcements and Cheryl will be back next week. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay flexible. And now back to show. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Seldon. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. We have the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to consistently satisfy clients increase profitability, and run your projects like a boss. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to hundreds of targeted training modules, plus member perks like BOD Live events, member-only podcasts, preferred pricing, and the support of an engaged community of peers. We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. to talk about momentum and how do you keep, because I'm struggling right now with momentum. So this is really a therapy Mm -hmm. session for me. I'm just going (laughs) to lay back on the sofa here. I just can't seem to get projects to move forward in a linear fashion because of COVID. So I'll give you an example. We're doing a project where a pipe 
broke. Um, it was completely, it's in a condominium, an old building. The pipe in the shower is completely corroded all the way through. So when they went to remove the, you know, wall, et cetera, it snapped in their hands. Okay, oh. that's not great. But <laughs> but you you can fix it, right? But the way to fix right. it is you have to go to the unit below, to the condominium oh, below, gosh. and go up through the ceiling. So two problems. A, those people just renovated last year, so that sucks. But anyway, mm-hmm. let's say that we can get through that. But B, they are senior citizens who are afraid Oof. of giving, getting COVID and don't want anyone yep. in their homes. And so they're right. supposed to get a vaccine sometime in February. And they've asked, could we just wait until mm. March after they've had Ugh. both doses? So right. it's like, oh, my gosh, like I totally feel for them. You know, right. having people in right. your home when you're afraid of getting it. Yes. But I totally feel for me and my client too. It's like, oh, so is the whole project on hold for six weeks? Anyway, momentum. Right. What can, right. We, what can we learn about momentum, Annie? Right. I mean, well, the pandemic has definitely, that is extraordinary circumstances. And I actually think that bringing that, uh, like framing the pandemic in that way, I mean, it's been almost a year now. So I think- we're also kind of used to dealing with it that sometimes you have to step back and say, you know what, there is a pandemic going on. I mean, this is very unusual. I know we're losing momentum here, but these are extraordinary times. And I actually did that with two clients. Oh, I have the best clients, but two clients kind of had that turnaround. Um, Around Christmas, we were sailing along, crossing our fingers, feeling kind of smug that things were going as well as they were. Then right around November, everyone fell apart. Like the vendors fell apart. The manufacturers fell apart. People started, it just, everything fell apart. And you know, at first it's really disappointing. Oh, we thought we'd get all this in before Christmas. I'm so sorry, we're not gonna be able to. And one client in Virginia just said, you know what, it's fine. We're healthy. It's fine. Like really in the grand scheme of things, waiting another month for our furniture is not a problem. And, and that is, I mean, that's amazing. Right. But I think what we can do, you know, when you say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. The furniture has been delayed. Tell them why, you know, tell them why say, oh, the manufacturer in India literally cannot get this on a boat. Like there are fewer boats. It's just, it is terrible. It's everywhere. You're not the only one. I think just kind of re reminding people of the extraordinary circumstances helps a little, doesn't help you get momentum, but it helps them understand. Have you had any pushback from clients? Like all my clients so far have been really kind and considerate about it. Yeah, I, I feel like really, I'm the one who's disappointed. I, just, I know. I really I know. want to finish something. I know. You want to move on and you want to get done. You know, the only, we, we only, we were so lucky in all of this, but we had one poor client, not unlike the client you just described, to be honest, but who was moving into a building, um, a normal, a, an apartment building. And in the middle of her moving in, the building just said, nope, no more people in, no more people in. She literally had had her kitchen demolished. So her dining room was a pile of rubble and they wouldn't let anyone in even to take it away. So she had a very rough time anyway. Oh so, gosh. you know, but even before that happened, that was kind of the last straw for her. But even before that, she really, she wasn't psyched that things were going to be delayed. She was one of two clients who were really caught in the middle of this. I mean, their projects just were totally derailed. 
And they, you know, she wasn't awesome about it, but you know, I'd be cranky too if I had a dining room full of, you know, cabinets that had been ripped off the wall. But then another client said, no problem. I'm going to take off to my country house and give me a call when stuff is ready. You know, so you just, just depends who the person is. How do you manage, let's say one day this pandemic ends, that's going to happen, right, Annie? <laughs> it will happen, okay. I promise you, all right. I promise okay, you. All right. <laughs> um, let's say one day this, this pandemic ends. How do you keep and maintain a kind of careful momentum with projects? Have you, do you, do you care, are you careful at the intake? Is that how you stagger your new projects? What do you do to make sure you don't have all your step threes, all your step fours, all your step fives happening at the same time? Oh my gosh, that's so hard. I mean, I think you just have to assess at the beginning the client's circumstances, you know, do they have a big event they're planning for? Do they really, like who really needs to get their, everyone wants their project done as soon as possible. Right. But, but who really needs it done? Who's, who's, aged mother-in-law is moving into their house on X date and they really need to get the in-law suite done or versus, you know, oh, well, they'd love to have a big party for their daughter's graduation, you know, or what have you. And that's hard, but I think trying to manage the expectations at the beginning, another difficult conversation. I mean, if money is hard to talk about, timelines are hard to talk about too. You know, not everyone understands that a sofa can take 12 or 16 weeks, you know, to be finished. So I think just kind of taking a step back, looking at your total client load, there's my whiteboard right there, I see it, um, figuring out who is in what stage and which ones you need, you need to prioritize, decide who that's going to be. Don't tell the clients they're not a priority, but you, know, you just say, listen, this is the timeline we can adhere to for you. So sorry, extraordinary circumstances, but we're excited to work with you. We will push it along as fast as we can. I think, I think a key is, it, well, if you're already mid-project, you can't do this, but delaying a start, I think, is probably better than delaying in the middle. Do you think that? hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because once you're in the middle, once you've got, yeah. uh, once you're at step eight, it, it's <laughs> over, right? People, there's yeah. people in their home, like they have trades in their home and every right. moment that the project is delayed at that point is really inconvenient. Yes, yes, I, I exactly. I think it's like a money issue too. I think you need to get the bad huh. news up front, right yes, up front. Yes. I know you want to spend $100,000 on this project. I, it will not be humanly possible to provide you with everything you want for $100,000. And I know you want this done for a June wedding, but it will right. never be done for a June wedding. Here's what we can exactly. do for a June right. wedding. Here's, here's what right. is manageable. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, exactly. And it's not like $100,000 is not money. I mean, that is money. That is serious money. But given all you want it to accomplish, no, not going to be realistic, you know. But something that you're saying about the money piece, it's I'm pivoting a little. Sorry about that. (laughs) See, I have to answer my own phone. I'm not answering it. Um, But one of the if I can pivot a little bit. But one thing I think that that clients need to really sorry about that. It will stop in a sec. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Um, one more. Great. Okay. Um, is that is sort of the the money flow during a project? In that, if you're not doing a fixed fee, um, if you are doing hourly billing, I think it's really important to explain to people up front that 
the money is going to go in cycles. I think most people think that the design part of a project is the time consuming part and the brilliance part and the creativity part. So of course, that's what they feel they should be spending their money on. So they think that if they give you a big pile of money in the beginning, that's really most of it, mm. you know? And, and yeah, there might be a little something here and there. And what I am trying to do, and this is an active thing, this is just not me preaching, I am trying to do this myself now, is to explain in the beginning sort of the cycles. Like there will be this push in the beginning, all the creative, it's you know the fun part, the exciting part, you'll see a lot of us, then you approve, and then we place the orders, and we'll have trades coming in to do their work, but you're not gonna see a lot of activity. And then there's the installation, and that is another big budget push. That is when the invoices are going to go up again. And that's the point at which the client isn't really expecting it, in my experience. that, And I have had nobody say they're not going to pay, or I mean, we've been very lucky. But, you know, maybe a little disgruntled, like, oh, well, that was kind of a lot. And I'm like, well, you know, this is a labor-intensive, time-intensive part of the project. So I feel like if I can prepare them better up front, maybe that will be easier? What do you think? Yeah, no, I can relate to that. I feel like clients are sometimes not prepared that design fees will continue. I've had a couple of times where after the presentation, they'll go, okay, so the design fees are done. It's like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, not unless you want to take over from here. Exactly. Uh, In which case the design fees are done. Yeah. Let's have that conversation. (laughs) So I'm trying to, I try to be more aware of talking about that at the beginning, but you're so right. We, we tell people we, we bill very top heavy, Right, very right. heavy billing at the beginning, and then it gets a bit heavy at the end. But we try to, yes. to hit it early um, and not have to go back for money very often. Right, right. I need to. I need to say the heavy at the end part. That's the part I need to say because yeah. yeah, it is top heavy for sure. But gosh, there are all those visits at the end, and you know, and we yeah. always end up throwing in some time, which we shouldn't, and you know, but that we all reach the point where you just want it done and you just want the client to be happy. And when you you say you're throwing in time, is it because you do a flat fee? No. Oh my gosh. Well, we're in a flat fee right now. And that's a whole other conversation. I am the worst at flat fees. I mean, I just cannot get the hang of it. No, I throw in time when I'm doing hourly billing. This is bad, by the way. I'm not suggesting people do this. Yeah. Like I'm completely shocked. Why are you doing it? But, I know, but why? I okay, I know why you're doing it, but why? Why? But why are you doing it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know why, but I don't know why. I know this is this is so just personal, like personal girly thing. Like, oh, they've paid so much, and it's not it's not their fault that we have to go back twice. Of course, it's not my fault either. Right. So I do try to give myself, I do try to pull out and give myself advice. But you know, this one project, it's one of the biggest we've ever had. And I sort of looked at Amy and said, oh, maybe we just need to, maybe this trip just needs to, you, you will bill for your time, but we won't bill for Amy much. needs to, to <laughs> raise her hand all the way back and then slap you super hard and say, snap Lots out of, of it. Like, have I you know. seen Moonstruck I'm- with Cher? You know that great oh, not scene for with, a long time. Oh my but... gosh, I, that's one of my favorite movies. So there's a great scene with Nicolas Cage. He says, "I love you," and she <laughs> takes her hand back and she slaps him really hard. She goes, "Snap out of it!" That's what Amy needs to do for you. 
That is totally, but I mean, if this isn't evidence that it is a constant challenge to run your own business, I don't know what it, I've been doing this for 16 years. Right. Have I learned nothing? I yeah. mean, I have learned a lot. We, we but, have you learned know, a lot, yeah. but we still make mistakes. And I we do still make appreciate the temptation to do that, but I, I would really encourage you just don't do it. Build the mm-hmm. truth. And then if the, no, client, you're right. if the client complains and you can have a conversation, but I would be honest about what it takes. I I had a uh, I have a client that I'm continuing to work with. We're we're now into well over one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in billable hours. Infies, wow! Right, yeah. and because yeah. she's got multiple homes, and we're doing right. other projects right. for kids, and she doesn't right. care one bit. You know, she's yeah. kind of a dream client. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's my money mindset baggage that yes. says that's too much money to spend on that service, not hers. Yes, that is exactly right. That is exactly right. Yep, yep. That's my damage. We are like, as the kids cut, say, we are cut from the same cloth. <laughs> your kids say that's your damage. No, they don't actually. That's what I said when I was a kid. I was channeling. <laughs> They oh say a lot of other things. I no, will say no. my my kids are better at the money stuff for than really? I. Yeah, oh yeah, they just because I think they grew up with us me talking about it probably at the dinner table. You know yes. what? I learned that I could blah 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 blah. My poor husband is like, yeah, everybody knows that. Uh huh. Everybody knows <laughs> that. But the kids probably picked up on it, right? I know. No, I do think they're a lot more money savvy. I mean, I'm glad that they can see me working. You know, I'm glad that, and now they see my husband working too, because of, you know, everybody working from home. But, but I think it's good for these teenage girls to see their mom working and, you know, having staff in and, you know, making decisions and talking about money and all of that. I think it's a good thing. It is a good thing. I have no doubt you're an amazing mom and for sure you're an amazing (laughs) designer and very generous with all of us. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you, Kimberly. You know, we like to end every episode with design intervention. Hmm. Yes, yes. Design intervention. Well, this isn't, this is maybe another, this isn't new, so I don't know how helpful it will be, but it is something I have to remind myself all the time, and it's a Kimberly Selden nugget, and it is go into your presentations with one plan. Go in with your design plan. Have your bag of tricks, but go in with your plan, believe in your plan, present your plan, and then stop talking. <laughs> and I cannot tell you how important that last step is because again, if you're used to being a pleaser and you're not used to talking about money and you, you know, just want everyone to be happy, I will talk myself out of things before the client has even had a chance to consider them, right. you know? So yeah. you got to remember, I think that there's always going to be more than one right answer, right? There's always going to be more than one design solution, but you're presenting what you think is the best solution for them for now, right yeah. now in this moment. And and be confident in that. I mean, yeah. we're all professionals. You've put your thought and heart into this and, you know, present it and see what they say. Yeah. Yeah. We're in a situation now where the client, uh, we're renovating her home. She loves the layout of her kitchen. She loves it, Mm -hmm. the existing layout, but I want to completely change it, which is crazy, (laughs) right? Because she's clearly stated that she absolutely loves the layout of her kitchen, but I'm like, I don't care. I'm my option one is going to be a total change for her. And option two is the layout she currently has. So it won't be hard to switch it up, but you've got to just tell them what you think they should do. And it's hard sometimes. 
it is hard sometimes, but she loves her layout because she can't envision anything else. Right. And that's the thing, you know, this presentation we're going to give on Friday, these clients so lovely. They have this sofa. They have <laughs> this sofa. I'm sure it was really expensive. I think it was Minotti or I can't remember who, but you know, some beauty, it is giant. It's a behemoth and, and it's contemporary and it curves and, and they really want to work with it. And I just, and it's new, by the way. I mean, it's not very old. And it ju we're just going to have to have that conversation that it doesn't, all the things you are telling me you want about your house, warm, inviting, you want a place where people can gather. You want people to be able to gather at this end of the living room with drinks and look out on the National Cathedral and whatever. This, this sofa isn't going to accomplish that for you. Wow. So- we can look elsewhere through the house. I mean, it's really hard, but, and they can say no, they can yeah. say no. They and then say you no. say, okay, this I've done is my Friday. Best, this, you know? this conversation is Friday. Yeah. Will you let yeah. us know how it goes? I want to definitely, yes, I want to tell everybody on the podcast how that conversation <laughs> went. I will tell you, we have it. We have a middle ground, which is we can move it to the other end of the room which could work. It's a little big. It's not ideal, but um, right. I will let you know how it goes. I, I will let you know. It. Okay. We're rooting for you. Continued success oh, well, thank and you. let us thank know when you're you. taking over the mic. <laughs> Sounds great, Kimberly. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh my God. That was so awesome. Thank you for being part of the Business of Design community and supporting BOD's mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. It's time for you to take the next step and join Business of Design. Like thousands of design professionals in 50 countries around the world, you'll find the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to dramatically improve your business and transform your life. What are you waiting for? Start today. Start today.